0: Great to have your company again on the Dawson D Show and today we're talking all things side hustles with Regina Peterbergski. Regina is the host of the Women on Amazon podcast and a successful seven-figure Amazon seller in her own right and this podcast really opened our eyes to the true opportunity we all have to make money from our lounge room. This is a topic we've touched on before on the podcast but never had an expert come in and share some takeaway tips that we can implement right now. Regina shared with us 7 different business models which can be used to profit on Amazon and we certainly weren't aware of most of them. Depending on the type of person you are and where your skills and interests lay, there is something for everyone, and capital isn't a factor in most of them. We briefly chatted about cryptocurrency why there is an important need to at least understand it. Regina had some really interesting perspectives on the current landscape of money, where it is going and how it is rapidly changing. She also shared some awesome tips to dip your toes into crypto with very minimum risk and a strategy that isn't affected by the volatility of it. After sitting down with Regina, it reassured us that we're living in a time of great opportunity where we have the ability to capitalize on what we're good at and where our interests are. We're sure you'll get so much out of this podcast and know you'll enjoy it. So without further ado, here is our interview with Regina Peterbergsky.
1: Welcome to the Dawson D Show.
0: Two great mates striving to improve in all areas of their lives.
1: The podcast is designed to empower everyday humans just like us who want to add more joy, energy, and happiness into their daily lives.
0: Sharing our real life experiences and everyday struggles, relating to them in a personal way.
1: Expect uncensored stories, plenty of laughs, and tips and tricks to inspire you on your own journey. Now, let's go balls deep. Are
2: recording?
0: We are recording. I, I,
2: I did hear the episode but
0: you didn't record. Oh, <laughs> did you? <laughs> oh, gosh. yeah. Fantastic. No, well, <laughs> what a great start that is. It's like, I've, I've done that too. You know, we, we've, yeah. all, we've, we've all, all been there, there, done that. Yeah, no, that's it. Well, that's a good way to start. We've got it a is. podcast host in the house. Doss, how are you feeling?
1: I think we're going to learn a few things today. I'm really excited. We just had a really, really nice chat over coffee before and I think we're going to go down many rabbit holes, mate.
0: Oh, we are. So I'm going to welcome our guest, Regina Peterbergsky. Welcome to the Doss and D Show. Before oh. you start, how did I go pronouncing the name? Perfect. Really? Yes. Well done. Thank you. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> Is it normally something a lot of people get wrong? Uh,
2: look, it's getting better. Good. People are getting more used to "wog" wog sounding names. <laughs> When I was a child, it was a lot more complicated, but these days it's it's easy. I just tell people you say it exactly how it's spelt.
0: Well, I've been it's practicing great. it, actually. I listened to your podcast and was listening to how you pronounced uh, it. That God. was Research. my little trick. Yeah, exactly right. But welcome. So glad to have you here. Oh, I'm so
2: thrilled to be here, ready to go balls deep.
0: Yeah, oh. That's right. <laughs> As everyone would have heard in that
1: intro. Can you give us just a, a rundown quickly on what you're doing currently at the moment?
2: Oh, currently? Yeah. Okay. My most recent background is in private label Amazon selling. And so I now help Amazon sellers who are looking to exit brands that they've built to make more money when they sell. So that's one thing that I do. And I also uh, am in the crypto education space. like that. So I I do uh, help people to understand a little bit more about crypto and profiting from the volatility of crypto awesome. So those are the the two things that I'm currently yeah. doing. Plus, I'm a solo parent to a teenager, so that's a full time job is, on oh, its own. <laughs>
0: I bet. Um, I'm actually looking forward to. I'm sure we'll jump around and probably dive into mm-hmm. maybe both both camps. But I think, as I kind of said to you over coffee, we yep. when we started this podcast, we were really talking about hustling and the side hustle mm-hmm. lifestyle, and something that we that was our ambition. We wanted to go into it, create different streams of income, and I think. At the time, we're talking about theories, but I'm really excited to speak to someone who's actually been there, done that, and are able to give some tips. So for for our listeners that aren't aware of it, can you really describe what what a side hustle is and how they come about?
2: Well, a side hustle is generally something that you do while you're still earning your income in a traditional job, Mm. okay? So it can be a business, it can be a service, you know the original side hustle was what? Babysitting, right? Yeah. That's, that's what I started out as. Yeah. Walking dogs. <laughs> Walking yeah. dogs, you know. Washing, cars. washing Exactly, washing cars. So basically anything. Now in today's world, you know, there are so many different opportunities for people to be able to work from their laptops on their dining room tables, you know, in the morning, at night, between work. It's just a matter of finding the one that works for you. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people started with you know, multi-level marketing, you know, the old Amway's of this world. You know, that was always a side hustle for most people,
0: mm.
2: not necessarily profitable. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but the you know, you could start a business, or you could just you know hire out your your time for money, mm-hmm. as well as doing your job.
1: Sure. How did you come across Amazon? Is that was that your first ever side hustle? I'm sure you've probably had a few over the years. Oh
2: look, I've done all sorts of things in my in my time. You know, <laughs> how far was it back? the
1: first one that just took off, or
2: well, 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 no. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to go back to 2004. Let, let, let's. Yeah, 2004. let's find the clock back. Okay, so which is you know about halfway through my life. <laughs> we can go back even further, but let's let's go there. So <laughs> I, I uh, returned to Australia from 10 years of traveling overseas, mm-hmm. traveling and working in travel, which was awesome. I decided I you know wanted to do something. And I'm, I'm a terrible employee. I've never been a great employee. So I knew that I couldn't uh, go get a job as mm. such. I get fired all the time, every time I've tried. And so I was looking for a business. And, uh, you know, I've always been interested in fashion. Mm-hmm. And a friend of mine had a boutique, and she was going to retire. And she said, Why don't you buy my business? And so, of course, following that axiom of, you know, jumping in feet first and not knowing anything about business, yeah. I'd have said, yeah, sure, I'm going to give you a shit ton of money, you know, every, all my savings to buy this business that I know nothing about. Yeah. Right? Gosh. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a scary thought. Yeah. But you know what? It's, it's like like a friend says, you know, sometimes you, you go through life and, and I'm the sort of person who, you know, I'll jump out of an airplane and then build a parachute on the way down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And,
2: and so that, that's what I do. It's like, right. Better learn business, better learn fashion, Mm -hmm. or the business of fashion. And I did that for 10 years. But during that time, I had a child. Okay. And, uh, you know, it was a little bit different. I couldn't devote all that time working on the shop floor, and I was uh, traveling overseas on buying trips, and that became harder and harder. And so I started looking around for, you know, side hustles and and other things that I could do that were going to demand less of my time working in a retail environment. And um, so I started an online baby clothes business which went great until Google changed their algorithm, as they as they do. Uh. So, you know, if any of your listeners uh, need some baby clothes, I've still got a big
1: garage full of it. <laughs> I, I think that was Doss' first year. Yeah, also, that was it? one of my dropshipping ideas, uh, yeah, some okay. baby stuff. Yeah, well, we're, we're okay, actually.
2: Yeah, well, I wasn't dropshipping. I actually bought the stuff. So, yeah, yeah, yeah so, exactly. You know, high risk. High, high risk. Um, and, you know, as you do when you're in business, you sign up to all sorts of email lists. And, yeah. and I was on an email list, and I kept getting this email about a – a, um, an Amazon opportunity. Now, this is going back to 2013 when I first saw it. And I saw it actually three times before I actually jumped in. Mm. And it was an education program that said, you know, we will teach you how to sell stuff on Amazon. Now, remember, at that stage, there was no Amazon in Australia. And most Australians didn't really know what Amazon was as such. Mm. And so when I actually watched the, you know, the introduction training webinar that they all do, it actually made sense because I was already in retail, I already knew about physical products. I had was already manufacturing stuff in China for my retail mm-hmm. business. I was making clothes. I understood import and export. So the missing piece for me in that training was, was Amazon as a distribution channel. And so I thought, oh, okay. So I, I bought the training program
0: mm-hmm.
2: and thought, right, let's give this a go. And it was a side hustle because I was working on the shop floor. That stage, my child was, what, four, five, six, you know, so I had a... I had a small child that I was a solo parent to and I started this other business yeah. and I knew what I didn't want to do. You know, I knew in terms of researching products, I didn't want clothing, you know, I didn't want something that was, you know, went in and out of fashion, yeah, you know, sure. I needed to like something and so I settled in the stationery field and it took me 14 months to make my first million dollars in sales. So that was pretty awesome. Yeah, and absolutely. That, <laughs> and
1: not, you know, I love hearing it's not an overnight success. Like everyone says.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's not a, that, is it? No, it's not an overnight success. And that yeah. and that took, you know, time, energy, but because I knew it was going to be a business, you know, I was, I really sort of handled it as a business. Mm. You know, I set everything mm. up. I made sure that I got, um, you know, design work done. I researched my products. I had a unique selling proposition. You know, it wasn't just another me too uh, sure. product to, to sell. And it, and it just took off and I understood, already understood a little bit about marketing so it sort of was a, a way to use the skills that I would learnt in my retail store and my online baby clothes store to then put into like my third business as such physical products business and so I, it really took off and it did yeah. really well so I was really really happy and that's it so <laughs> how, how I learnt about it was I saw an ad you know <laughs> an ad sort of for a training program yeah. and I'm so glad I did
0: So can you take us behind the scenes of the process of how it actually works with Amazon? So how you actually come as a consumer from the front end when they purchase something. What's your job from there? What's the back end stuff?
2: Okay, so Amazon is is an interesting beast. What most people who buy on Amazon don't realize is that Amazon doesn't own all of the products that they sell. Yeah. So a large proportion of the products that are available to buy on Amazon, and that's both in the US, which is where I was selling mostly, mm. and now in Australia, are actually sold by third-party sellers. Yes. So that's individual sellers who have their own products, have their own brands, and they use Amazon as the marketing channel. Yep. So you go to Amazon and you could be buying a product, and we will actually say on the buy box, it will say, ships from and sold by Amazon. Okay. Or it will say sold by XYZ company ships from Amazon. Gotcha. Okay. And it's the those XYZ companies could be me or one of my friends yeah. working at our dining room table, you know, sourcing products from all over the world, mm. branding them, creating our businesses and shipping them into Amazon for Amazon to distribute.
0: Sure. So it's similar to the drop shipping method in terms of. Do you work through like a so when we were doing our drop shipping, we work through like Shopify, for example, and then you have your third party in in China which hold the stock, and then. When a sale is made, it goes to China, mm-hmm. and then China sends it on your behalf. Is that yeah. how no, it no, no, no. It's very different. Drop-, okay. drop
2: shipping is a whole different model. Okay. What I'm talking about is a private label model, and I've actually got my little sheet here. Ah, uh, Here we go. Because there's actually seven different ways. Like if you're looking for a side hustle, there's seven different ways, and, and I'll give you a link. People can download this Yeah, this would be great. Awesome. Later. I'm excited to hear uh, but, but there's seven, at least seven that I've been talking about. Cool. Different ways that you can actually use Amazon and the traffic that Amazon generates to make money. Okay, so what I've been talking about is private label, yep. which is actually sort of the most sophisticated model and it requires you to literally build a business. So you own the products, you you know, I go to, well, you know, I used to go to China, yeah. you know, find the factory, buy the, you know, have, have the product made to my specifications, brand it, ship it to uh, either Amazon warehouse or another, you know, holding warehouse. Okay. And then sell it. So when it's sold, it's, it's my product, which is very okay. different to the drop
0: shipping model yeah, that yeah. you described. So you have to purchase everything in advance. Correct. And yes. have it shipped to Australia or to the Amazon warehouse. Correct. And that's where it sits. Right. Okay, I got you. Is yep. a lot of the Com-
1: time you have to buy a certain amount of units, like to get it done. Like well, it, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, yes. Oh, absolutely. A thousand units or five hundred. Yeah. yeah. G-
2: generally, most factories in China, you're looking at to put your own brand yeah. on it. You're looking at generally a thousand. Yeah. Sometimes you might be able to find a factory who'll do five hundred, but it depends on how much uh, specifications you want to change. Like I was changing, doing all my own stuff, so it was you know I started off with buying a thousand. Yeah, Yeah. So I started off with buying a thousand, and then. You know, you build it up to 2,000, 5,000, 10,000. When you notice people are buying it. When you know that people are buying it. That's right. Like my first 1,000 units, I sold out in three weeks. I was like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. 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 Bring in (laughs) (laughs) 10,000. So
0: it's not a huge then financial investment for people starting out. If you only need 1,000 units, you might not be having to put your life savings into...
2: Well, that, that's true. So you mm. need 1,000 units. You then need to ship those 1,000 units. Oh, true, yeah. Okay. okay. You then need to brand. You need to do sort of packaging mm. and, mu- and you need to brand those 1,000 units. You need to do photography, you know, really nice photography for your listing because sure. you, you create all of that. Amazon doesn't create that for mm. you. You yep. create your listing. You might want to invest in copywriting if you are on if you don't want to
0: do it yourself. Of course, yeah.
2: Um, so generally for that business model, the private label business model, Unless you've got ten to $20,000 to start with, I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. It really requires relatively a significant mm. investment because that's what you need to do. Sure, you know. sure. Marketing
1: costs a lot, doesn't
2: it? Uh, well, on Amazon, less so because Amazon drives a lot of the traffic, if you know what you're doing, yeah, okay. because we, we do sort of Amazon-based SEO. Amazon has a different algorithm. And so, you know, you want to make sure that your listing sort of hits all those uh, yeah, yeah. on Amazon SEO. But then Amazon also has their own pay-per-click, you know, their internal advertising. And so you also want to have money to invest in that as you're getting started. Yeah, wow. Okay. So we're, we're sort of going backwards because that's the private yeah, label okay. is yeah. sort of like the, that that's that's the one that, that's most of the training courses that are out there that, yeah. that teach Amazon model. That's the model they teach. Mm. What they don't tell you is it's a lot, you know, it's not a passive income. Sure. You know, it's not a four-hour work week. Yeah. You know, but if you treat it as a full-on business, you can make a lot of money as you run it and you can make a lot more money if you build it up and sell it uh. as, as an ongoing business. But if you're just starting out and you don't have money mm. there are other ways to profit from from the Amazon traffic. So the first and easiest is if you've already got an audience. Yep. So if you've got a website or a blog or an audience, you, podcast. Can, or podcast. Yeah. you can set yourself up as an Amazon Associates. Okay. Okay, so so Amazon Associates, it's like an affiliate network. Sure. Mm. So let's say you've got a blog around mm. podcasting. Yep. And you might put on your blog, okay, this is the microphone we like, this is the camera we like, these are the lights we like and uh. you have registered yourself as an affiliate with Amazon and if people click on those products from your link and they buy you get a small clip okay. of that purchase yep. yeah. okay so that's super easy so if anybody that's got already got a blog or some kind of website that they there's traffic already that they can put products on it's a really simple way. You're not going to make a lot of money. Sure. You know, Amazon pays; um, they keep lowering it. I think it's like <laughs> one, one or two percent. Yeah, but nothing. still, yeah. it's pretty much money for nothing once you've set it up. That's yeah. right. Like if, yeah. if you've already got traffic going somewhere, if you're going to be spending money on driving traffic to it, you know the economics may not make sense. Sure. Yeah, sure. Okay. So that's
1: associate. I can imagine so. for the bigger names like the YouTubers and things, though they make a lot yeah. of money oh, from it. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. You know, and and Amazon also now has an influencer program yeah. as well. Uh, and you can do, like if you do Amazon Lives, if you're doing TikTok videos, you can do Amazon Lives and sell products. Mm. There's, there's people doing that through the Amazon yep. Associates program. Cool. So, so that's number one. Number two, KDP or books, Kindle Direct Publishing. If you want to write, and it doesn't even have to be a very long book, you could write... A user manual for something. You could have a journal, which is basically blank pages. You know. Ah, uh, see, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, if you you could design something reasonably simply, you don't have to print it yourself. You don't have to go to a publisher. Amazon has a portal called KDP (Kindle Direct Publishing) where they will actually print it on your behalf when somebody buys it. So you just upload it wow. in a in their format, like a PDF or a. Can't remember what what the other formats are. You know, make it look pretty, and if somebody buys it, Amazon will print it, and really? you get and you get a percentage of it. Okay, wow. so so if you've got this requires almost zero money. Mm. So if you've got the time and the creativity, and you like to write or create those sorts of things, you could do kids' books, you could do coloring books, you could do novels, you could do.
0: And I think about anything. the education space. If you can actually. You see free online courses all the time, things like that. What if you could do a short little?
2: Yep, pretty much as wide as your imagination. Wow, you could do that, okay? And you yeah. can sell them for ninety nine cents. You can sell them for ninety nine dollars. It's your call, yeah. and
0: yeah.
2: you get a percentage, and it's a you know decent margin. Yep. Okay. So so that's um.
0: Did you know about that? I had no idea. No, I didn't either. Interesting.
2: So so that's if you're if you're somebody who writes, if you're a visual person and like to create, Amazon has a merch portal. Print, which is more like like a print on demand. So there's actually two ways you can do this. You can use Amazon's own mm. merch portal, and in fact, my 11 I think 11 year old she was at the time. <laughs> she was used to design stuff, and you can sign up to Amazon merch and upload your designs and put it on t-shirts and pop sockets and mugs and caps. Yeah. And again, if they sell, you get a percentage. Yeah. So again, with,
1: with that, what would mm-hmm. be the issue with like? trademark or copyright or anything Well, it's got to be your own designs. Yeah, it has to be your own. Yeah, you, you can't you yeah. can't
2: go off and, and and put Mickey Mouse on a t-shirt. But what if <laughs> but what
1: if someone stole yours or something? Like do you have to like you don't have to own it? Like
2: Well, there are ways of yeah. making sure that your things are copyrighted. Yeah, okay. So so and that and that's a conversation for another yeah, time. Yeah, no. But but yes, you yeah. you've got to be careful. So so, you know, again, if you are visually creative and don't have the the money to start a different types of business. It's a Mm. great way to to get started. Um, And so, as I said, so you can do it using Amazon themselves or there are third parties. I'm not sure in Australia, but certainly in America, there are plenty of third-party websites, which are merch websites, where you can upload your designs and put them on anything, like tea towels, coffee mugs, caps, Mm. wine glasses, whatever you can think of. And then you, from that website, so they will print it, so it's a print-on-demand Mm-hmm. and you can link that to your Amazon account and do the listing in Amazon. And then if somebody buys it on Amazon, your print-on-demand company will print it and ship it to your customer on your behalf. That's
0: awesome, okay? yeah. Okay,
2: and then you pay them after you've been paid by Amazon.
0: Yeah, wow. Okay. Okay. So it's so a relatively safe way of...
2: It's a re- again, again, it requires very little mm-hmm. um, money, but it's time. You know, it's like of most course. people either have too much time or too much money. So <laughs> yeah, if you yeah, don't yeah. have the money... And you've got the time, then get creative. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. okay, so that's merch and print on demand. Amazon also has a handmade category. So if you are a crafter,
1: okay, mm. and
2: would sell things on Etsy. Yep,
1: yeah, that's okay, very popular, isn't it? Which
2: is really popular. You can actually. Sell those same things on Amazon with through their handmade category. So, this is unlike what I do where I need to have you know thousands of units. You know, the handmade category is similar to you know, this was Amazon's answer to Etsy, yeah, sure. (laughs) So, pretty much that you know, if you're a crafter or a knitter or make you know tutus or you know, anything like that, that's a a way to do it without having to have a factory make it for you. So, you can do small batch.
1: Yeah. things. But then um, do you have to then, because you're making them, are you sending all that to Amazon or are you shipping that to the customer straight from your house if you're making it. Uh, I
2: think you can do it either way.
1: Okay. Okay, yeah. so you
2: can do it either way. In order to sell in that category, Amazon does have a process where they want you to, you know, show pictures of your workspace. You know, you can't yeah. sort of pretend Yeah, and, and you've got a three-year-old <laughs> that's,
1: you know, doing all the work for you. Right. Well, well, no, like, later. Later. Like, no, well, no you, can't, you can't
2: go to a factory in India, for example, and say, well, it's being handmade in India yeah. by, yeah. by yeah, all exactly. these people. You know, so you've actually uh, – Amazon does yeah. vet the, the sellers – that, that sell in that
0: case. I might get my grandparents to get the knitting needles out. I think mean, they've got a side hustle now.
2: <laughs> so that's handmade. Yeah, wow. Then there's arbitrage. Now, arbitrage is generally if you buy something for one price on one platform and sell for another price on another platform. Okay, similar to yeah. drop shipping Sure. Okay. Again, this one, you've got to be a little bit careful with Amazon's rules. Amazon doesn't like it if you, say, buy something on Target, sell it on Amazon, and it ships from Target. Now, if you go to Target and buy, you know, whatever it is, and you have it at your house, and then you relabel it and ship it to Amazon, then then you're fine. But you can't do, like Amazon doesn't like drop shipping unless you're doing it from a dropshipping company and it, yep. and it's shipped from your company name. Okay. Yeah, so so there's makes some sense. rules. There's rules around that. There's also a lot of people that buy stuff on Amazon and sell it on eBay. Mm-hmm. You know, so so arbitrage is, you know, the margins are quite small, so sure. you've got to be a little bit careful, but again, it doesn't require a huge startup mm. cost and requires a lot, you know, you're spending your time researching looking for products. It's great for people especially in America, but I'm guessing it can be done in Australia who like shopping. Right? So if you're yeah. out at, at, at Costco or Woolworths or Kmart and you see, you know, a sale, you can look on, on Amazon and see how much is that selling on Amazon and can I buy it cheaper and can I make money?
0: Mm. Yeah. Right? So, okay. so, so
2: that that's sort of like a re- that's called retail arbitrage. Okay. Where you're, you're physically out there shopping for things that you can sell uh, yeah. for a higher price mm. on Amazon or eBay or, or, or other places. Okay. So so that that's a business model. Yeah. Again, that that requires time and mm-hmm. it's really good for people who, people who are perhaps not as creative yeah but like shopping
1: yeah sounds a lot like flipping you know yeah. Like yeah, it's that's basically, quite, yeah. yeah i love one of my friends at work you know he but it's him and his partner's passion they love going op shopping yep buying stuff and, and selling flipping. it yep yeah, that, they enjoy it exactly it makes maybe five to ten extra thousand a year yeah they still work their jobs but they just love and it's it their hobby. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. A- absolutely so so that's a that's a great way to use yeah. amazon and other things um wholesale is, mm-hmm. is another one. Now, wholesale is a, a very good business model. And actually, Amazon quite likes this. This is where you're actually going to suppliers or distributors and buying in bulk to then sell on Amazon. Yes. Mm. Okay, so...
0: So we're getting to the higher end now. So this is yeah. the higher
2: end. Again, not very creative. And you're actually using existing listings because the way Amazon works, you know, you're different to eBay. Let's say you go to eBay and you put in, you know, I want to buy this microphone. You know, you're going to find every single seller has got the same microphone and they've all got listings, right? And so you're going to go, well, who am I going to buy from? Whereas Amazon says, okay, if this this microphone is only allowed one listing, but if there's 10 people selling it, they are all competing Mm. to sell it on that one listing. Okay, and so that that's how it works with wholesale. So you will be selling, competing with other sellers mm-hmm. who have bought either from directly from the factory or from a distributor that product. So you, again, that requires a little bit of money, maybe a couple of thousand dollars, but not as much as a private label that we discussed before. Yeah, okay. Mm. okay. But wholesale is a legitimate business Yeah. and it's a great way to start. Again, the margins, you know, you might make 10, 15%. In terms of how you're going to spend your time, you're going to be spending your time talking to distributors and talking to brands convincing them to sell to you.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. negotiating. Thing. And
2: negotiating on, on pricing and then having the, the product shipped either, you know, if you're doing it this in Australia, having to ship to your house, you then have to put the, the correct uh, stickers for Amazon to be able to uh, read it and then you would ship it into the Amazon yeah. warehouses. So you could do it here in Australia. Mm. If you're doing it in the US, uh, obviously it's a much bigger market, mm. you would then find a third-party warehouse who would do that sort of grunt work for you so you could ship from supplier to a third-party warehouse have them relabeled and have them shipped to, into amazon yep. to sell on your behalf so that's wholesale yeah, wow. and then of course as we discussed before private label yeah. which is where basically you start your business you build your brand and you use amazon as a marketing channel and i think we've mm. already talked yeah. quite a lot about that there you go that's amazing <laughs>
1: uh, there's some of those i would never even heard of me too yeah to your last point like it sounds like time is a big part of the more higher scale type businesses with Amazon. What is the biggest thing or issue you've seen with whether people that have done your courses or people that you've coached or worked with where they just haven't been able to get to where they want to get to or they've given up or it's not for me that kind of thing. What 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 do you reckon has been oh, look, the biggest
2: look, like like everything, you know, you, people I know who have like I don't have my own training course. Yeah. Uh, but I do coach people is you know 80% of people who buy any course Large number of them will never actually do the training. So yeah, number one, of course. you know, because they they see the ads and they or they see the the webinar and think, oh, that's a really fantastic, and then they then they buy it and they go very excited and then and then whoops, you know, I'm going to go and you know <laughs> some, something else happens, yeah. right? So that's number one. Number two, people don't uh, necessarily believe in themselves to, to sort of jump in and, and, and take that leap, or they don't do enough research into you know in the private label space where I, where I play. You know, we really want to build brands and look at unique selling propositions and make different products. A lot of people who teach, or in fact used to, not so much anymore, but when I first started, it was a lot of find a product, stick your label on it, and off you go. You know, Mm -hmm. so there was a lot of like me too's, which is with different branding. You know, that was called private label. But that is no longer really worth it because then it becomes a a pricing thing.
0: Sure. Right. Who's cheaper. Who's cheaper.
2: That's right. And, and you're not going to make money long-term.
1: So so it is brand, isn't it then? So,
2: so, so <laughs> yeah. yes, it's about branding and, it, and it's like how can you make a better widget?
0: Mm. You know, why is, yeah, why
2: is yours better? Why is yours – and, and it's, it's it's the product but also the market. You know, you can have two coffee companies selling the same beans but they're marketing to different different, yeah. d- different demographic. It's ex- exactly. So is mm. your product resonating with the people that you want to sell it to? Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, you've you've really got to be a jack of all trades. You know, you've got to be a marketer. You've Mm. got to be a salesman. Salesman. (laughs) You know, you've got to be a product sourcer. You know, you've got to make sure that you source your products at a price that you can make profit. A lot of people don't understand the numbers. You've got to be
1: the accountant. You've got
2: to be the accountant.
1: You're wearing many different hats. A
2: lot of them. But that's entrepreneurship, right? Yeah, Yeah,
1: it it is. 100%. And that's, you mentioned it when we're walking back Mm -hmm. flexibility. Yeah. That's what you wanted in your life and mm. you got that yeah so yep. entrepreneurship is hard but you want the flexibility you, you do that
2: well exactly and again it's not for everybody no. you know a lot of people think they want to be entrepreneurs because they, they like the idea of it but I, I think as human beings we need to know our strengths and our weaknesses and, and understand ourselves now i have a very high risk tolerance Okay, so so for me, and I've been uh, in times where I've made a lot of money, and then I've you know things have gone to shit. Yeah, um, <laughs> and then I've gone back up again and down and yeah, up and yeah. down, and that's the life of an entrepreneur.
0: Yeah,
2: and I'm fine with that. Yes. You know,
1: it's like a feast and famine. A
2: feast and fa- Yeah, that's pretty yeah. much how it is at our house. It's yes. feast yes. and
1: famine. beans <laughs> for <That laughs> <ends laughs> one week. Uh, you know. That's
2: it, and caviar the caviar next. Caviar <laughs> yeah. uh, But for some people, as much as they think that that's what they want, they're not actually comfortable taking those risks. Mm. And I think a lot of people need to really look carefully at, at themselves and say, well, am I really willing to take those risks yeah. to be an entrepreneur? At that level now, and that's why I like some of these other business models that yeah. require a lot less actual financial risk capital. and capital. You say, okay, well, I'm not prepared to risk twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars because here's the thing that these course sellers don't tell you is that, you know they say, well, you make a million dollars in a year, which is which is great, but in order to get to that million dollars, you need to have half a million dollars in inventory to sell.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Yeah.
2: Okay, so you need to like you either build that up or you borrow. You know, success can have its own problems in, in that world because you've, you've got to be holding inventory to, to sell. I mean, I know right now a lot of my friends are, are placing their orders for their Christmas sales. Yeah. You know, and if they're projecting half a million dollars in sales in December, they've got to buy now a couple of hundred thousand dollars worth in of... In advance. In advance, that's right. That's and then they, scary. And then, and, and then they've got to ship it and then they've got to sit in the warehouse and hope that all of the marketing that they do... Shit. Is yeah. going to sell it, so that's yeah. a pretty, pretty high risk stuff. Well, the, the
0: company I work for, like they, that's what they do, obviously yeah. wholesaling too. But the yeah. thing is, through the pandemic, yeah. taking those risks, so they know how much they have to invest each year, which is millions yeah. for seasonal, again in fashion, so seasonal, yeah, seasonal work. That was just so much stress oh, related to that because then you can't actually your numbers all change because you your projections exactly. that were ticking along nicely for years and years and years now suddenly have gone, gone. out of whack. Yeah, yep. so Brian Taranto. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
1: we interviewed exactly right. uh, a, a guy who has a t shirt company, but yep. he, he creates t shirts for Mushroom Records, which yep. is the biggest music yeah. label mm-hmm. in australia and every big name that comes to australia he does all the t-shirts of
2: course and, and if they're not traveling and, and d can't asked come. him d mm-hmm. asked
1: him he goes how do you know how many you need for each show how many sizes he
0: goes mate we never know like, yeah. exactly. like you can't predict it it's just crazy and that's why i like this model because talking about the risk tolerance and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff is that this is a good way side hustles are a good way to actually dip yeah. your toe and get a little bit of an understanding of yeah. the things that go in so you may not be investing capital but You're trading it off with a lot of time, those late nights sitting there. That's
2: it. Look, I interviewed a a woman on my podcast who it took her a couple of years, but she makes over a million dollars a year in sales selling coffee mugs. Yeah. Yeah. And all she does is she comes up with logo, you know, with with little funny sayings. Yeah. And that's all she does all day every day is is find new sayings to put on coffee mugs and she'll just list them on Amazon and off we go. It's all print-on-demand stuff so she doesn't carry any of the stock and she's now built it up over time. To like a serious business—is
1: that gross or profit or no? No, that, that yeah.
2: that's in sales. Yeah, still that's So, impressive. but that's still how much would know, a mud
1: cost to make? Probably nothing.
2: Well, it, in terms of her overall profit, because she's yeah. not carrying inventory, she's got yeah. a print on demand. She'd be making a couple hundred grand yeah, in that's profit. Amazing. You know, that's wow. not a bad little earn. You know, yeah, for, not bad for, at all. For, <laughs> for pretty much you know not doing anything. Yeah. Well, like not physically working yeah. or investing a lot of capital. It's not mm. not doing anything. You know, she she says you know. For the first year, she was just churning out designs, churning out designs, churning out designs, and some of them sell nothing, and some of them will take off and make money. But the more you've got, the more chance that somebody will find one and like it.
0: So I want to ask about actually selling the business on Amazon. So how does that work? Do do you get approached or do you decide, okay, I'm selling this business now, and then you got to look for the appropriate buyer? And I'm interested in that space, and Mm -hmm. that, I'm assuming, would Mm -hmm. be the goal for most people that begin.
2: Look it's becoming the goal. It certainly wasn't when I first started. Yep. That wasn't uh, a thing. Okay. But in the last couple of years, there are large companies and a lot of money out there where uh, investors are saying, look, we don't want to go through that finding the product, branding the product, yeah. niching the product. We just want to buy the profit from that product.
0: Yeah. Okay. The system.
2: Uh, the, the, the system. <laughs> and so <laughs> now there are countless buyers out there who are looking for these brands. Uh, I now work with an investment bank and we actually help sellers who are at that million dollar a year plus turnover to package up their brands in a way that they're attractive to the buyers. Mm. And so uh, if you're doing, let's say, half a million dollars a year in profit, you know, that's worth something to somebody, yeah. like because like it's a proper, proper business, right? And so you might get you know, one and a half to $3 million up cash up front for your business.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. And it depends on, you know, all sorts of factors, but there are a lot of buyers. So these Amazon brands that are out there, they don't have to go shopping their brand around. Yeah. You know, there are, uh, you know, these aggregators they call, you know, will knock on their doors all the time. Yeah. And then there's companies like the one I'm associated with where we will help field all of that. You know, sure. so, so we work with the seller and we help package it up and then we have a mergers and acquisitions team who deal with you know hundreds of buyers that that we have and we've sort of basically put it out to auction yep uh, almost to a silent auction and so these these people that want to buy these brands you know put their best foot forward and say you know you know we want to pay this much and another one might say we want to pay that much and then we'll negotiate them so often the most money a seller will make is actually when they sell their brand And, and i know people who've you know, built a brand in a year and have sold it for over a million dollars. Wow.
1: Is that is that rare?
2: It's not common, yeah. but it's possible. Yeah, okay. You know, ag- again, it depends on who you are and how much work you've put in, but it's absolutely possible yeah. and I personally know people who've done it.
0: Yeah. So if some of it, these big fish that are in the market, they're just trying to get as much of the market share as possible yeah, well, so they're just yes, trying to buy people they're, out they're, quickly they're
2: buying up people quickly because you know if they have 10 brands then they have economies of scale
0: yeah
2: you know they, they can buy more shipping containers they have marketing people that may be working across 10 brands so they they are buying because they think okay well we've got this much profit already coming in for this brand we think we can build it up yep. and we can cut costs so we can you know whatever we've paid for it we can make that money back and then some in the upcoming years and then a lot of the, the people who sell their brands, you know, they take that cash and they go, great, I know what to do and I'm going to start the next one. Yeah, brand. start again. again. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I have friends who've already sold two and they've built their third multi-million dollar brand. Wow. You know, so it's absolutely possible.
1: When finding the, like the right person who's creating the product overseas, like what's that whole situation like, you know, having to talk and meet with different uh, manufacturers? Is that a really hard part of the process? No, no,
2: it doesn't have to be. Yeah, You know, there are websites now. Start with Alibaba. Yeah. yeah. You know, where you can either browse for factories or you can put up what's called an RFQ. Sort of you yeah. put a request, you say, okay, I'm looking for somebody to make this product for me and the factories will, will get in really? contact with you. Yeah, oh, wow. absolutely. It's super easy. It's all free. And so you can find a factory and then you can say, well, I like this product, but I want it changed. Can you, you know, and then you can get samples. Or I work with a sourcing agent. You know, so I actually have somebody on the ground in China where I'll send to her and say, hey, I'd really like to source this particular product. Can you go and find me some factories? And sure. she does it. And then she'll also do quality control. Or, you know, once we open up again for travel, you know, there's Canton Fair. Yeah. Uh, so you can go and you can actually meet suppliers in mm-hmm. person. Because is
1: that where can you strike up a deal? Because I'm sure oh, if absolutely. you've got to know the sort of creator of the product first, I don't know, you'd know better than anyone, but mm. you might be able to find a really, really good deal by building a relationship. Because yeah. that's oh, in absolutely. our sales that we've worked in, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh,
2: ab- absolutely. Yeah. You know, the factories that I started working with six years ago, they still send me ideas for there new products. Oh, cool. You know, so when they've got something coming up, they'll send me a message saying, hey, we're, we're developing on this. Are you interested in getting in? on this and, you know, would you use it would be suitable for you. Is there so, an, yeah, an
0: ethical component to it too when sourcing the, the factories you're going to work with or the the businesses in China that you're going to work with? Because obviously there's a few horror stories you hear sometimes with that.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, I tend to work with the smaller factories. okay. Um, and again, like if a factory won't let you come and visit, you know, then, then, <laughs> then you might... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a pretty good sign. But most, you know, I've, I've not had an issue. You know, I've yeah. been on factory visits... Or if I can't go, you know, my sourcing agent will go and she will do like a live, you know, gotcha. video stream. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, you know, so, so, so there's that. And, and again, like everybody has their own way of doing that. Sure. You know, there's a lot of sourcing now being done in India. Yep. Um, you know, there's sourcing being done in, in other parts of the like world. Bangladesh
0: and places Bang- like Bangladesh, that. Bangladesh, you know, Indonesia,
2: there's, yeah. there's, there's lots being done there. A friend of mine is running a sourcing trip to Mexico okay. soon. So, you know, you can have products made anywhere.
0: Yeah. Yep. You can
2: have products made in um, in the country that you're selling them in. In fact, if you're going to be doing any product that goes on the body or in the body, mm. then you don't want to be sourcing that offshore. No. Yeah. <laughs> you, you want to be yeah. sourcing that from a factory made in the country where you're selling it. Sure. I've
1: always thought that because there's a lot of beauty and skincare brands mm. out there and Sometimes I have thought, I'm like, are they from overseas? Or like well, you've got to be careful in, yeah, when you're, you're buying
2: them. You yeah. want to see where they're made, where yeah, where, where the are, are made?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, sure. I I love this. I've got so much out of just this. Like my mind's just <laughs> running right now. It's it's so interesting.
1: <laughs> I've probably actually cut cut you off a couple of times because I'm so <laughs> excited. Like <laughs> I've done the same, don't I? <laughs> oh,
2: I'm glad. I'm glad. Yeah. Well, I've actually got like a little. It's Bitly backslash models seven. Okay. People can just download. It'll uh, be in the show free, notes on the podcast. It'll be in the show notes as well, so people can download. I've got like a little cheat sheet yeah, outlining all those yeah. you know, the pluses and minuses of each of those business models. So
1: Which confident. one which one do you like the most for say a person that's working in nine to five right now knows they want to earn a little bit of money on the side? I know there's quite a few there, but for someone that just wants to have a little dabble, what, what do you think? It's hard to pick. Look,
2: I can't. It, it again, as I said, it depends so on where your interests yeah. lie. You know, yeah. what what are you good at? Is it like yeah. how creative are you? How much money have you got? what makes your heart sing, you know, mm. which one do you feel drawn to? Mm. You know, that's the there's, – there's so many different ways to skin a cat. Yeah, You know, yeah. I, did, I didn't know. When I started, I didn't know about all the others. Mm. I only saw a training course about private labels. Like, right, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah.
0: Right? yeah. <laughs>
2: it was only later that I saw, oh, okay, there's so many different other, other ways and I know people making money in all of the different ways. It's fantastic. Well,
0: speaking of other ways, can you, you know, briefly talk a little bit about crypto because you mentioned – it's funny whenever the word crypto is brought up most people panic <laughs> yep. and the first word you hear is volatile yep. and and, yep. and but you mentioned to us in the coffee shop like it's profiting on the volatility yep. of crypto so just as another way of to expand people's imaginations of ways to make wow. money and you know okay. you said that there's actually potentially a very safe way to actually go back. well
2: look the cri- crypto is you know a loaded word and <laughs> yes. i and you know i'm like not going to give you a full education of on course. blockchain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Other than to say that, you know, young people, you really need to get yourself educated. Yes, you absolutely. Know? Uh, Michael Saylor has got a free uh, website, uh, I think it's called hope.com. So if you know nothing about Bitcoin and crypto, I'd suggest you find your way to hope.com and learn a little bit about what it's about. But really the crypto space is going to be overtake the traditional banking system. Yes. I mean, that's... It's the future, you know. The governments continue to print money. Bitcoin, we know, is a scarce resource. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I suggest you guys get educated. Yes. Uh, because it's very much the future of money. You know, Bitcoin itself, you know, has ups and downs. You know, it got up to sixty-nine thousand, and I'm talking US dollars yep. per, per coin in November, and then it went all the way down to thirty-nine, mm-hmm. and it's I think now it's up to about forty-five. So it's you know quite volatile. However, historically, it's the single most you know best investment you know if you yeah. if you bought Bitcoin five years ago you know mm, of course you'd, yeah. you'd be doing really well and and again I'd suggest you people Google the stock to flow model for Bitcoin and you can see the projections of what's going to happen with Bitcoin over the next five ten years Bitcoin itself doesn't have a utility but it is the most rare it's actually rarer than gold yes and it's considered crypto. Gold, You know, yeah. the number two coin by market cap is Ethereum mm-hmm. and Ethereum does have utility. And so, you know, the, the, the gold and the silver from a long term investment point of view, I think you can't go wrong. Sure. Now, what I suggest to people who know nothing about crypto and, are, you know, I don't suggest trading.
0: OK, yep.
2: but if you if you're a young person now, um, how about you take, you know, your avocado and toast that you would have on a Saturday and instead of buying that just every week buy a little bit of bitcoin and maybe a little bit of ethereum and just put it away and forget about it yeah okay. yeah stable and and uh, that that's called you know dollar cost averaging and if you look at historically you know stocks shares crypto if you just dollar cost averaging every month or every week or even every day just a little bit of whatever the, the price is you know long term you're going to be a winner yeah Mm. and better um, than it
0: sitting in the bank well well
2: like what's your money doing in the bank these days yeah don't don't
0: get us started on that topic you're gonna get like (laughs) if
2: if you've got a chunk of change it's doing absolutely zero or in fact the bank is charging you to keep it because you know account keeping fees and god forbid you go overdrawn you know it's a
1: big a big part of that too Mm -hmm. i feel for me is Mm -hmm. having money in the bank it's it's it just looks good, so people think I need to have a chunk safety. of money in the bank because yeah, it, but that's, looks, but yeah, that's it just, looks like I've got money. Whereas yeah. when it's in your investments, you can't see it, but it's growing. It's a, it's a safety and security, yeah.
2: yeah. And, and and again, we, we chatted on that earlier. You know that that's how we've been raised
1: mm.
2: uh, is to to think that you know money in the bank means something, but our money is not worth anything because of inflation. You know, you're, exactly your, right. Your hundred dollars that you had last year is not worth a hundred dollars this year. Exactly is it? right. In terms of what you can spend on it. Right? So mm. it's actually losing, if you have it in the bank, exactly. you're losing the value of your money.
0: That's the thing I think a lot of people should educate themselves on is just at least understanding, put aside crypto and, and trading yep. and worrying about all that stuff. But understanding, like you said, traditional banking going out the door soon and this new wave coming through and actually understanding what banks do with your money, yep. what your money does, how it has a potential to grow. These sorts of ideas, just at least understand What's happening? Yeah.
2: It's like, you, you've got to be aware. Make sure you use trusted, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't, don't, yeah. don't you know, <laughs> trust trusted sources. I mean, the, the, the whole thing with the news is, you know, Bitcoin goes up. It's like, yay, Bitcoin millionaires. And then, then the next day it comes down. It's like, oh, exactly. my God, it, you know, don't put money in Bitcoin. But but when it comes down, that's what you want to buy, right? Yeah, 100%. You know, <laughs> uh, you know I, I was an expert at buying high, selling low, right?
0: Yeah.
2: And then about a year ago, I did a, a, a training program. You know, I'm a big fan of investing in education. Mm. So I did a training program where we actually use AI bots Mm. to micro-trade the volatility. Now, I don't want to get too technical. I do have a a review website that I'm happy to to share with you guys if anybody's interested in finding out more about that. I'll give you the link.
0: Cool. Um,
2: And I also have a a free download book on the basics of crypto. (laughs) If people are interested as well, I'll give you the links to those. I don't have them off the top of my, my head. But as I said, like for people who know nothing Taxi drivers, coffee shop assistants, I say dollar cost average. You buy a little bit of Bitcoin or a little bit of Ethereum. You know, find out what they are mm-hmm. so you know what you're buying. You know, there's easy, there's websites now where you can hook up your bank account to do it automatically for you so you don't, you don't even know. you're like just going to
1: ask you that. Look, wow. Like, yeah, so that's what I would like to know.
2: Yeah, so you even, can do that. You can absolutely do. Even it's like $10 a week, right? $10 a week, $20 a week. Money that you're not going to worry about. Yeah. Okay, you don't want to be putting money into crypto that you're gonna that you need for rent next month. Yeah, exactly. Okay, because it's volatile, you know, it might be you might like people who bought Bitcoin in November when it was sixty nine thousand yeah. dollars, they're like going, Oh, Jesus, what's up? Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Right?
2: <laughs> but it's fine because in twelve months' time it could be over a hundred thousand. Exactly right. Okay. So you wanna consider it as long term, and this is money that I'm not gonna to touch, and I'm not gonna to touch it for years.
0: Yeah. Okay. Exactly. So if
2: you can afford $10 a day, even better. Yep. But $10 a week will do. And you can say, all right, I want $5 of Bitcoin, $5 of, of Ethereum. Ethereum, whatever the, the price is on, on the day when I buy it, doesn't matter because I'm going to be dollar cost averaging. And you can set it up automatically to just come out of your bank so you won't even notice it.
0: Yep, I love it. And I love the thinking of the inflation. The thinking of it in those terms, it makes a lot of sense. Mm. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: But 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 yeah, look, the young, young people, you guys, you need to educate yourself on yeah. the future of money. Mm. and the 100%. History, you know, look at the history of money yes. and, uh, you know, what our governments do to, to print it, you know, what the banks do, you know, everybody goes, fiat. you know, the, the, whole, the whole fiat money. I mean, there are places in the crypto sphere, and as I was say, saying to you guys over coffee, where you can make over 19% interest a yeah. year on non-volatile crypto. Okay. Now, people go, oh, my God, how is that possible? He's like, well, hang on a minute. We pay the banks that for our credit card. I know. Right?
0: Yeah. Okay, yeah. so so
2: nineteen percent is actually that's quite normal. But but so so the banks take ninety percent from us and how much do they pay us? Yeah. Zero if we're lucky. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so you know, educate yourself, the information is out there.
0: It is. Yeah.
1: Uh, I've learnt so much today. This is amazing. <laughs> I what a way to finish because I think my brain's about to explode. I'm just like, it's full of so much amazing stuff. Oh, um, I've got a shit ton more. You yeah, you? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll do a part two. Yeah, we will. Go. But uh, Regina, just mm. want to acknowledge you and say thank you. Thanks for coming on and, and sharing not only your story but your tips and tricks. Um, I'm sure a lot of our listeners, for one, I'm excited to get away and actually look at a few of those. They, yeah. Those look really exciting um, and I know inspired, a lot of our listeners yeah. will as well.
0: Yeah, 100%. I think a lot of people will be inspired and just, again, just hearing that there's other ways. And, you know, the ways that we're not necessarily taught or is right in front of us, you have to do a little bit of digging, but mm. hopefully it's open to you. eyes. Well,
2: I think young people, we need to sort of, well, you need to, <laughs> uneducate yourself. Mm. You know, this, the school system, and this is what most people don't realise, is when the school system in its current form was invented, it was designed to create factory workers. Yeah. Yep. Okay? And we're no longer a society of factory workers in, in most cases, mm. right? And those of us that are perhaps don't want to be.
0: So you actually have to
2: uneducate yourself from the be quiet, do as you're told, follow the rules, and look at what else is out there. It's an amazing wide world. There's so many opportunities. It's just a
1: matter of finding one. And,
2: hey, if it's not the right one for now, it doesn't matter. Give it a go.
1: Yeah. And give it a go really that's why we created this podcast Regina Like, is to get people like you on mm. who know that um, and can speak from the truth as you've created it for yourself mm. and we can be inspired from it and so can I 100% yeah. oh
2: it's been such fun yeah, yeah. loved it
0: <laughs> I look forward to staying in touch and yeah thank you again
2: terrific thank you
0: D, wasn't that episode just awesome? Oh, mate, I got so much out of it. I'm sure you did too. And, of course, thank you to everyone who listened.
1: Guys, if you haven't already, go and subscribe to the podcast over on Apple Podcasts and Spotify.
0: For sure. And please leave us a five-star review on Apple. It goes such a long way to helping the show. And, of course, you have your chance to get a shout-out.
1: Don't forget to go and follow us over on Instagram as well. What's the Instagram, D?
0: It's at Dawson D underscore. D-O-S-A-N-D-D underscore. See you next week.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We'll see you in the next episode.